Hey traders, David Frost, My Strategic Forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Monday, March 20, 2023. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Well, let's start with what's really on the docket this week, which is Kabuki Theater. What does that mean? It means the Fed has their two-day FOMC announcement Tuesday leading into Wednesday afternoon, which is the interest rate announcement. As of late, because of everything that's going on with A, the banks, inflation, employment, and all that stuff, everybody's waiting for the Fed to announce their interest rate decision, whether or not they're going to continue to raise interest rates or stop raising interest rates, or slow the pace of raising interest rates, or talk about it, or answer questions about it. Whatever it is, we're waiting on the Fed. Now, we don't know what they're going to do, and we don't know how the market's going to react to what they're going to do. Look at it this way. Let's say the Fed says, we're going to stop raising interest rates. There's no increase. There's no rate change this time around. You could say the market will love that information and shoot up on a rocket ride. You could also say the market could take that as the Fed is beginning to get into or already in panic mode. They realize they've gone too far too fast. They've hurt the marketplace and essentially cracked the banking system by raising interest rates on the very same institutions They forced to take the same bonds at a much higher price than what do you have? When prices come down of the bonds, they have a hole in their balance sheet. That's putting the whole thing simply. There's much more complexity to it than that. But we could say the market would react in a negative way if they think that there's more problems ahead that the Fed sees but isn't talking about. That's why you can't guess which way the market's going to go based on what the Fed says, because you don't know. Let's get back to the daily chart. What's jumping off the page? Well, above the trend line, she's bullish, period, full stop. Now, the other day we had this big rocket ride higher. Now, are we just eating time off the clock, building energy for another move higher? That's very possible, and that is the case. It is the case as long as they remain closing daily and certainly weekly above the trend line. If they get back below the trend line, the trend line is acting as Irene. Below the trend line, once again, opens up the door to put Irene to bed. Good night, Irene. Do we expect the market to get very far this week before the Fed? Maybe it pushes up a little more into the convergence of these moving averages here toward the breakup candle high. That's possible. Maybe it comes down to run another test in the neighborhood of the trend line. That's possible. Any more than that would be the anomaly. It would be the 80-20 rule, but in the other side of. It would be in the 20% camp of the 80-20 rule. After the Fed announcement, all bets are off. She can go in either direction. A lot of points and very fast. Could be same day, could be over the next several days. We don't know. We let the market dictate 
whether she's above or below the trend line dictates our bullish or bearishness. Let's just get a bird's eye view of the weekly chart real quick. What happened? Last week, she closed above the trend line, and here she is pushing into the convergence of the 50 and 20 period moving average. It's right above 395, 396 area. What are they also doing on the weekly chart? They're beginning to climb the breakdown candle. Whether they can get or will get to the high is an open item, open question, but that's what they're doing. Above the trend line, she's bullish. Below, she's not. We'll certainly get more clarity on Wednesday afternoon. Between now and then, even if she goes up a little bit or down a little bit, it's more of a waiting on the Fed, chop shop formation, floating operation slash pullback operation, all or any of the above until the FOMC announcement at around 2 o'clock Wednesday afternoon. What's going on inside the numbers today? I will tell you in the live room, we've got traders in there doing relatively well. And I don't want to belabor the point, but I do want to make this point is that the more they learn and the more they can put it together with the numbers that are sitting right in front of them on the board, they're able to continuously meld and mold what I am teaching them, what these numbers represent into their own trading strategies augment their own trading strategies. And I will tell you, that's absolutely the point of the room, and it's working. Let's fast forward a little bit. You can pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart, and double-check the work. Let's just point out a couple of important things. We had an important pivot today, 391.25. You'll see this come up again later. We had a bull and bear pivot today. It's not always the case. Some days it is. This was the bull variety. Above that, she's bullish below, and she's not. Right of the vertical is today's activity. Of course, we think better in pictures. And you can see here, 391.25, she gets above, she comes for a retest and goes up. Another retest and goes up. That was, in fact, the bull pivot. Now, we have more stuff, and you'll see that in a moment, but there were trades based on that. We didn't need the lower stuff because they stayed above the bull pivot pretty much all day long rather than a couple of tests and spikes. And then right before the opening bell, we had the pre-market thieves that were running the tape up. So what we know is if they get above the bull pivot, it opens the door for 392.80 to 393.25 zone. Now back to the pictures. Here's your zone. And you can see here, they kind of left us at the altar. It's a give or take, but they gave too much or they took too much. Either way, I didn't get in that trade. Some traders shorted it up here in the live room based on some things we were discussing at the time. But this was the trade we wanted. They didn't do it. They came back to do what? Run a test of the pivot. Did some traders buy the pivot? Yeah, we'll get to that later. Now watch this. Remember what I just said. Opening above or just getting above and coming back to run a test of the pivot and staying above on candle closes would be the bull case for higher stuff. So what happened? Well... You get above, you come back to run a test, and you stay above is the bull case for higher prices. Twice. This was all before the opening bell. There's your overhead resistance and short scalp with potential. They came up about 11 cents short or whatever it was. If they came down, which they didn't to this place, that would have been a scalp on the long side with potential. We still have the bull pivot. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart, and double check the work. 
It's all in here if you're interested or curious even about trading in the markets or already trade in the markets in the S&P and like vehicles during the trading day, then this is information that can benefit you, don't you think? Again, pause them, read them, double check them. We had nothing going on from a stocks on the move perspective today. Couple on the board, they took off out of the gate. They never hit their numbers. Don't worry about it. What's going on over in Camp IWM? They're just eating time off the clock, going sideways over some unfinished business, which we talked about last week. And I urged you to put that number, 169.29, 169.30, on your sticky notepad. They're going to move also. It's all the same markets, whether it's down or up after the Fed is the $64,000 question. You get a better look at the chart from the weekly chart, and you see here that they're in teeter mode. They're testing these lows here, and you break these lows, and it opens a door for a whole nother leg lower, unless all they're going to do is retest the former low here from October of last year. Is this a monthly chart, bearish, wedgish, flaggish kind of thing after a move lower that will result in another move in the southern direction or are they just testing for now the bottom end of the channel and reality is we can't answer that but I think we're going to get some kind of evidence this week I think volatility will be running wild by the way Camp IWM is my favorite market leading indicator, and it was up one, almost one and a half percent today against the SPY that was up less than one percent. So that is a leading indication that is a positive divergence from the market that is quickly wiped out slash negated because you don't have confirmation for my second favorite market leading indicator, a number one canary in the coal mine, and it was basically a flat day for from the folks down at the transportation department. When you look at the daily chart, they're below all the moving averages. They're in a different position than most, if not all, the other charts, as is the IWM. Now, when you see this stretch like this to the downside, they can certainly get a bounce back up into the moving averages, but when you see this, On the daily chart, below all the moving averages, you know the jingle, the trend is your friend until she throws your crap out the window, and you have the spiders here fighting the last moving average in the line of defense, and we'll get to the cues in a moment. We know that they're above, they're in a different position on the chart than a lot of these other indices, but you have to take it for what it's worth. Now, if everything flips around and they rock it higher and they start recapturing some of these moving averages, that's one thing. But you can't anticipate that that's going to happen on a guess based on the fact that you think the market might rally after the Fed because it might do the exact opposite after the Fed and really is a coin toss at this point in time. So we take the market at face value, whatever market or chart we're looking at, and we say, hey, they're below all the moving averages. That's a bearish thing until it's not. Now, they're into an area where there's a lot of support. This is a what was a breakdown box, but it didn't break down, but this is a support area. You're kind of at the top end of this box. We've talked about this before. Why do I say this? Why do I call it this? Because we've looked at these breakdown, breakup boxes before. Call them whatever you want. It's a box where the market consolidated. It ate a lot of time off the clock, and then it made a decision. Instead of going down, which it could have out of this bearish pattern, it ended up going back up. 
So either way, it's an important spot. So now the market has come back to retest a former breakout area. Where have you heard that before? The question is, is it going to hold? That's the question. Below all the moving averages, the answer is not yet. Now here's one of those markets that's above all the moving averages. Totally different position than everything else we looked at. Is that a tell for the future? Is this market leading in the upward direction and everything else is going to follow? We're going to find out sooner than later. Where's the support here? Well, the support on this one is this last breakup candle low in the sequence, 279 and change. Can they come down to run a test of that, stay above all the moving averages, and have another leg higher? The answer is, of course they can. Anything wrong with this weekly chart? And the answer is, no, there's not. Other than the fact that it's in a downtrend, we're looking short-term and saying, hey, above these moving averages here, this is a eating time off the clock bullish scenario that will result in higher prices likely into or at least attempting to run up to this 100-period moving average. We'll just call it three and a quarter for argument's sake. Here's the hourly chart. One little rug pull situation, trap door pull situation, and they come right into the convergence of these moving averages. The most recent breakout area in the sequence that hasn't been tested, this one already has and it's holding. If they crack down here, they come into the moving averages and another breakout area in the sequence. That's the way it works. So they spike the breakout area, come into the moving averages right here and have a bounce back operation in the upward direction. That's the next move if they pull the rug out sooner than later, if it's before the Fed, for example, in a pullback type operation. About the XLF, the banking sector is under pressure. Obviously, we all know that. This chart looks like absolute duty. $29.60 is your last line of defense, 59 cents right down here. Start cracking below there, and there's another leg lower. However, if you recapture this 200-week moving average, they'll have a tendency to make another attempt or run higher to get into this breakdown candle and into the next moving average in the sequence. Long-term view, meaning weeks, not days. This is a weekly chart. Of course, a lot will hinge on what the Fed says or does or doesn't do or doesn't say this week. And Smash Mouth, we've been talking about this one. There's been nothing wrong with this one. This has been a leading indicator. It's a good proxy for the tech space. We've had our eye in this 100-week moving average for quite some time. They closed above it last week. They're trying to push again here. 265, 42 is a number I had on the board for weeks and weeks and weeks. It would be called a target. Back below the 100 period moving average, she's not necessarily bearish just yet, but not as bullish as she is above, I'll tell you that. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.